Assalamualaikum and hi. Welcome to our Quran journey where we explore the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and Tadabur. Our reflections are guided by resources from various medium as well as lessons from qualified asatizas. All of our discussions are based on our, in, our individual reflections, which include our experiences and references. The concept of risk is commonly associated with wealth and children. We often hear this phrase being used, anak itu pembawa rezeki, which translates to a child is the bearer of risk, with some believing that having more children brings them greater wealth. What does the Quran say about risk in having children? Let's hear it from Ain, who will share with us a summary and her reflection of on the verse of Surah Al-Isra. Assalamualaikum everyone. Okay, I'll be reflecting on this ayat from Surah 17, verse 31. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Then do not kill your children for fear of poverty. We provide for them and for you. Killing them is a grave sin. This verse cuts at the very root of the movement of birth control, which has been going on from ancient times to our present age. It was the fear of one that induced people to kill their children or resort to abortion. Quran mentions the presence of infanticide during the Jahiliya times. According to interpretations of the Quran, infanticide, Infanticide was a means for the prevention of poverty and considered to be the solution for the liability of a female child, especially. In pagan societies, females were an economic burden, especially during the famine times. In our age, uh, there's no infanticide, but there's contraception. Permanent contraception like vasectomy are not are not permissible in Islam. It is one of the biggest mistakes of men to check birth rate as a solution to the want and scarcity of provisions. Therefore, uh, in Quran, it warns as if to say, O men, it is not you who make arrangement for food, but Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is also reinforced in Ayat Surah Al-An'am, uh, Surah 6, verse 151. I will rehearse what Allah hath really prohibited you from. Join not anything as equal with him. Be good to your parents. Kill not your children on a plea of want. We provide sustenance for you and for them. Uh, I did a lot of reflecting on our previous tadabur covered by Sis Farah about rejoicing in the blessings of Islam and Iman especially about setting our best priorities for us and our children. Uh, after having my first child, I felt like I wanted more, making it 10, if God wills. <laughs> but uh, of course, I wondered if it's financially or physically possible, especially in Singapore, where both partners have to work to sustain the high cost of living. Uh, this is a constant worry in living our lives uh, and the earnings that we acquire, we know it as rezeki or uh, sustenance, not only means wealth, but also how we live, eat, earn and survive are all the constituents of rezeki. In many places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized on barakah in rezeki by following certain principles of taqwa, prayer, zakat, 
tawakul that is believe in Allah's power and istifah. Believing in these principles would allow a person to develop the fear of Allah only and not to give up on his blessings. Children are innocent creatures who are dependent upon their parents for survival. If parents fear for their rizki, they should help they should seek help only from Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the believers not to kill their children because of poverty because the idolaters used to kill their children. They buried their daughters for shame and killed their sons for fear of poverty. Even in this era of evolution and modernistic approaches, some people still follow this illegitimate behavior. The only thing required is faith in Allah's blessing and constant thanking and prayers. To quote, Abdullah bin Mansud asked the messenger of Allah about the biggest sin after shirk and he replied to kill your son for fear that he might share your food. This is from uh, Bukhari. Alhamdulillah, in Singapore's context, I think our community believes in more children, more rezeki or sustenance. And it's not uncommon to have Malay families with more than 6 to 10 children. Nabi SAW said, Marry those who are loving and fertile, for I will be proud of your great numbers before the other nations. This is class Esahi by Al-Abani. The Prophet wasallam great encouragement for spouses to have kids, increasing the Ummah through more children is something that deeply pleased the Prophet. In the Quran and Hadith, having children is presented as one of life's greatest possible blessings. This is why we are also given so many stories of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala curing infertility in people in order to bestow them with a child. One of the most beautiful things about Muslims is that the great number of them don't belittle or look down upon the traditional large family life that has worked in so many societies for centuries and which was also the norm at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi sallam. But uh, for me, I think that um, in my society, in our community, uh, large families in Singapore are not given the good publicity that it deserves. Because in, um, in my current situation, whereby I'm working in a neighborhood schools, most students uh, that requires uh, the most help are generally are those from large broken families. Uh, like ideally, we should be following uh, our prophet's, you know, our prophet's ways and practicing of you know the practicing the barakah of our children, which is why we must enforce that you know having a children is very important. Is the biggest uh, amana that we have which we already have covered in the previous uh, podcast sharing. So, yeah, that is my reflection for this Tadabur. <laughs> Thanks, Ayin, for leading us in this week's discussion. Um, personally, I believe that the main worry most people have uh, is of provision. Uh, they are risky. Um, our risky has always been, has or not, not always, has already been determined by Allah. And this comes in various forms, such as the risky of health, the risk of food, the risky of wealth. Um, 
I think for most parents, the fear of not being able to provide for their child is very real. But there are people who take it to the extreme by not wanting a child as they fear that they do not have enough sustenance to raise a child. Or there are those who bear offspring one after another with the belief that their child will bring them sustenance without providing a good quality of life uh, for their children. Allah is our razaq, the provider. He provides the sustenance for everyone. Believe and yakin that he will provide for us. Even if one door of risky is closed, others will inshallah open. You know, for example, perhaps you lost a job, but Allah gives you the risky of health so that you can look for new employment and be employed soon so that you can continue providing for your family. You know, the, the prophet reminds us, do not think of your provision as slow coming for a servant will never die until he reaches the end of his provision. Uh, this is uh, by uh, Sunan uh, Ibn Majah. There will be periods of struggle and restric restricted sustenance. Remember that all provision that were written for us will come. So we have to always husnuzon in Allah's plans and believe in his supreme power to provide us the risky. At the same time, strive to provide a positive quality of life to our children for they are our amana from God. While our risky is guaranteed, we must not be lazy or complacent and literally take our children as money machines. You know, um, to add on to what Ayn shared, you know, um, about her experience with um children from underprivileged family, you know, there are various um, assistance available for the uh, underprivileged to get a head start in their life, you know, and, you know, have social mobility, you know, to move out of poverty and all that. Um, you know, I think it's a great, um, I think it's something that they can uh, make use of, you know, to, for, for, for their children, uh, for, for them to provide a better quality of life for their children and eventually, you know, for their children to live a comfortable life and for them to also be able to uh, afford, to accord that quality of life for their children. Yeah, so um, we come to the uh, our discussion, you know, as a parent, is this, is this something that you constantly worry about, you know, um, having to provide the enough risky for your children, uh, or, or rather having enough risky for your children for, for their sustenance, and how do you manage it? I think for me, right, initially, when before I had a child, my worry is, uh, of course, the risky. And then, of course, everybody tells you that when you have a child, you know, your risky will come. And true enough, uh, when I had the um, like my mom like to say la, she's uh, per risky so I think my worry is not uh, risky anymore I mean it, it is still part of my worry but not so much my worry is now more about how uh, I'm going to raise her in this like uh, in the um, the, the situation that we're living in you know with social media and all that so yeah um, I think if you put your trust in God, your um your risky will always be there, no matter how small it is. Like Alhamdulillah, like I think, um, you just need to trust Him, lah. That you know, uh, if like there have been times whereby sometimes my husband is he don't get the job that he wants, and then he's like thinking, how is he going to support the family? But um, I'm holding quite a stable job. And then he, so it's like, I think it's about how you manage your finance. So at the end of the day, it's not just about your rescue, also how you manage your finances. 
Yeah. Um. I think similarly for me, we 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 are still trying, but I think one of my husband's worries too is that we are we are still he he worries whether we have enough to to have a child to to raise a child. You know, even even the idea of you know going through um you know, the conception, pregnancy and all that, you know, uses up a lot of money. So, you know, he's always worrying, you know, whether can we afford this, can we afford that? Um, I I have to, I keep reminding him that, you know, Rizki comes from Allah. We try our best. We make do. Um, inshallah, Allah will provide for us. I, I mean, this is very legit worries, very valid worries that all of us have. So we must, uh, we must believe um, and yakin that, um, Allah has set aside that risky for us. It's just a matter of time before he, you know, he uh, lets us have it. Yeah. Hey, I, I think I have the same concerns also. Lah. When it comes to money, I mean, especially where we are living and everything, every single thing is expensive. And also uh, in Islam, we, we focus more on quality rather than like quantity, right? So um, I think we also go back to um, like the right of, children over parents uh, they have several rights but I think um, uh, one of it is like to ensure that uh, whatever the siblings get is like it's fair lah. Uh, it's not like you um, say for example you send uh, child A to some art class and then child B just stay at home do nothing like that cannot lah. so it's also um, at the end of the day it's also like managing your expectation like um, what do you uh, want for your children, lah, like um, for me, it's um, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it has to be okay. Um, providing their their usual education, uh, like like uh, preschool and 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 then primary school, subsequently secondary school, and then uh, what else on top of that? Uh, they have their own needs, right? So um, even when even 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 when they're still young, do you want to send them to like swimming class? Do you want to send them to um. Uh, Quran memorization class and these things require money also and you have to ensure that you can provide like if you have two children can can you provide two of the same things for them uh, and yeah like, I, I I mean the the, the term uh, when when you have kids uh, it's pembawa rezeki but um, I also think that uh, sometimes I find that it's not the case for everybody like some some people um, you know, you know, they have this like miraculous story, like uh, okay, give birth and then suddenly get a new job, new, uh, suddenly your your um, uh, you get a new house and things like that. But some, but those things sometimes don't happen to everybody. And I find that uh, when they say that, it also means that uh, the risk, the risky is simply just the child, and then you just need to um, find means to provide for the child lah. And and like not say lah, you you get the risky. You get um a risky of a good job, but you also need to manage it well in order to in order to be able to sustain uh, raising your kid or kids here in Singapore. It is really not uh, not cheap. Oh, but having said that, there's really nothing wrong with having four kids. Um, I, I guess when you the, the more kids you want to have, uh, the lower your uh, the lower your expectations have to be unless you um you know work hard and then uh, manage to cover all the costs uh, with whatever job that you're doing lah, then Alhamdulillah but if those people um, 
who can't do it, uh, probably like me. Uh, I think I'm done with two. And also, I think um, it's not only about the risk of having good jobs. I think it's also like um, the risk of having energy to keep up with your kids or like to keep up with life in general. Like when when you are so tired from working, from settling your house, do you have time to spend with your kids, like quality time? And uh, raising kids, like um, if you really like sit down and think about it, like how, if you really want to, uh, think about the rights of the children. It's really not a small task. Uh, it's, a, it's always an uphill battle. So, are you are you, are you going to be mentally ready for that also? Like, um, one and two is okay, but it's like three and four going to drive you crazy. Yeah, I think about that. Uh. Yeah, we... The, the idea... Okay, I, I would like to think that most married couples or rather most people would want to have children that is one of the that is one of their goals when they when they get married but i think they also need to think about um what are their capabilities to have children uh you know like you mentioned do they have the energy the risky of energy to to do it you know the risky of health so i think um like what I think like what we mentioned earlier, it's not only about, you know, the money that comes into the picture, but also whether you have the, the health, uh, good health, um, whether you have, you know, the energy to keep up with looking after, you know, caring for a young child. Um, I mean, those who, are, those who are parents will know that, you know, young children take up a lot of your energy. You know, I mean, they themselves are a ball of energy. So, you know, for you to really keep up with them, it's, uh, it's another matter altogether. So we have to do right, um, you know, we have to do right la, on, uh, upon our children, you know, to ensure that they receive the best from us and that they, um, and that we also, um, you know, carry out our responsibility that the that Allah has given us, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So like, um, childcare is really expensive and I know of some uh, couples that uh, quit their job because it makes more sense to for them to take care of their child rather than send to a childcare. Yeah, and I agree with what all of you said yeah. about uh, having the like being scared about uh, whether we can provide for our children. But then I also think. Uh, I also see that the children are the ones that are bringing us the rezeki in the sense that like when we give birth to them, we, uh, Allah forgives our sins and when uh, we, and if we raise them well and they become righteous children, we also get our, uh, we also get a part of that pahala uh, lah, I guess, yeah. Uh, so that that is the rezeki that I personally look forward to lah, yeah. Uh, to have my sins erased eventually by by taking care of my children, yeah. Yeah, and you know the the rezeki of having um of having your children bring joy. Uh, to your lives um, I think not everyone uh, can experience that uh, so 
yeah, I think th- th- this is one of the risky that uh, children bring, you know, not only the wealth, you know, your, you know, the, the joy that they bring to your, to your lives, you know, and then like what Mirta said, um, expiating of, of, you know, of your sins and all that, yeah. Um, okay, so like, um, I, I know like we have this thing, but you know, um, some people like they can't afford, but they have a lot of kids and then like, some people who can afford but they're afraid to have kids so I have a colleague who has like six kids and um, she okay lah she doesn't look like she worry about finance but um, she seems to be fine on the outlook but I realised that um, for her she's she always keep herself close to God and then like she um, finance and she what like she works hard. Um, like you chai your rezeki also. You look for rezeki instead of just waiting for rezeki to drop in your lap. You know, some people like, uh, oh, I every child comes with rezeki and they just expect to for it to drop into their lap instead of working for it. But um, but for her, yeah, so in spite of having like six kids, she still managed to have a car, have a, a roof over her head to house her kids that and she, I wouldn't say she lived lavishly, but it's like she lived within her means and also like be able to afford. And I think she needs a car mainly for, because she has uh, six kids. It doesn't make sense to be taking the train and all that. It's going to cost a lot, lah, right? And then um, she has a helper, but it's really like she counted her finances and she basically financed it properly such that she'll be able to support her kids and not only support but also give their best give her give her best to them in a sense that she support whatever they want to do as long as it's within her means and um like um within how would you put it uh, like not pay you know like for example her, her daughter has um uh talent in art so she supports that i think if any other parent would be like oh it's just art right but yeah, so in spite of like having, would say a lot of kids, she also, um, you, like I said, mentioned before, like you cannot just depend on a kid to drop in your lap, you also work hard for it. So kind of like, I think she didn't plan on having six kids lah. But yeah, it's like, if you are there and you know, you didn't plan it, you should uh, plan at least your finances. Yeah. Yeah, I think not only that, um... Also, I think what's important is to also to seek help from Allah. Uh, and also, I think the intention that we have when we want to have a child, what is our intention? Is it, you know, legit to, to, to you know, to contribute to the amount of Ummah in this world? Or is it to be an ROI? for our, you know, for ourselves, you know, um, it's like an investment, like, I have this child, I see this child as bringing in money for, for me, so, you know, when the child, um, so we, we, we don't work hard to, to provide that child, uh, to give the best to the child, uh, you know, we let the child, um, we basically, we, you know, we, we don't, we don't give the best to the child, yet we expect so much from the child, for the child, you know, to, to give us all this, uh, bless us with all this risky, which I think is, <clears throat> which I, I, I mean, personally for me, I think um, there is a wrong mindset to have, you know, to see our children as, 
you know, as um as a form of investment as cash cows. Yeah, that's why, you know, um, and you know, but there are also those on the extreme end who feels that they shouldn't have children because firstly, you know, it's going to affect their own financial situation uh, or secondly, because I just cannot afford, so I don't have children at all. Yeah, because they just worry so much that they cannot afford to have children. But Allah has already said that he has set aside our own provisions, our own sustenance, so that you know we can we can survive day to day until the day we die. Yeah. Thanks everyone for all your inputs. Um, I believe Ayn has uh, a dua to share with us before we wrap up today's discussion. I think this has been shared by Raf, but I think it's a good reminder to practice this dua. Uh, so from Aisha shares. Uh, Abu Darda may Allah be pleased with him reported the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said one of prophet Dawood's supplications was oh Allah I ask you for your love the love of those who love you and bits which will cause me to attain your love oh Allah make your love dearer to me than myself my family and the cold water uh, so this dua is uh, supposed to you know uh, ask forgiveness uh, from Allah and to remove anxiety and provide sustenance for us. So uh, yeah, it's good if we have this dua for our children for and our general sustenance lah, and just be reminded that you know with every dua, uh, inshallah Tuhan uh, will give us more. <laughs> yeah, this is that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you, Ayin, for sharing the dua for us. Uh, with us, sorry. Um, so I think we will share this in our IG. Yep. So that's it for our reflection and discussion. Um, we will be taking a short break. We will be back, inshallah, in twenty twenty two. Yep. So if you like our content, don't forget to subscribe to our Quran Journey on Spotify or Apple Podcast. We are on Instagram as well, same handle where we share our Quran journaling, mini book reviews and others. Till then, stay safe. See you in 2022. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>